Stand by for a brand new episode of All Things Good and Nerdy. All right, assuming I did things right, because we're trying a different setup this week, we are officially live with episode 531 of the All Things Good and Nerdy podcast. It was recorded live on Thursday, August 17th, 2023. I had a brain fart there. My name's Chris. I could not remember the eight equals August for some reason. It's been a day. I apologize. But joining me today, I have the usual band of misfits. We'll start first, Mr. Anthony Bachman. Why, hello, peoples. And then finally, he got the handle he wanted on Blue Sky at <laughs> Willie D. Nels, at Willie Nelson. How are you, Willie? Mm-hmm. You yes, beat, yes, yes. I you feel beat so the real Willie Nelson. I am the Willie Nelson on Blue Sky. Let no one know when I say no one tell you different. <laughs> oh, don't worry. I mean, you kind of hope he wants to buy it from you, right? Isn't it? Oh, you're over there. You you moved on me. Do you want? I can move him around right now if you want. Do no, you want to be on top, no, Willie? No, no, no. There you go. No. Now you're on top. I'll put you back. I'm just going to let all the jokes go. I'm just, I'm just I, go. I think that's safe. So for those that are unaware right now, um, <laughs> I don't think we discussed it live, but I'm ha- I've been having some issues with my OBS setup where I'm having issues with transcoding on the fly and having some weird stuttering and buffering issues. So we are playing again with StreamYard this week. I know other folks in the Gunny Geek Network have used it a lot. It's been ages since I last hosted a StreamYard production, so I've been playing around with all the, the fun little buttons and whatnot. It's been exciting. <laughs> well, really let's check. We're, not, we're not live on the ATGN YouTube either. Did you because connect Because I didn't put it there. We're on the Gunny Geek YouTube right now. Okay, the Gunny Geek one. Okay. I was like, wait a second. We're not where the last live one was where I put it. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. So also, so this is more behind the scenes stuff. I have access to the Gunna Geek channel to do stuff. I didn't think that Steven would want me giving that access to others. So if I'm not hosting, then we'll put oh, it no. on the ATG channel. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. There's only three people that have access to the Gunna Geek channel but right now. Bell Buddy. <laughs> I was just trying to find where we were live to make sure we were live. So yeah, now Smart I see it. It's it shows up as live in the top right hand corner. So unless it's lying to me. No, nope, yeah, it's there. Yep, 531 is on Gunna Geek. Right. Well, top right to me. Yeah, top right on his screen, it says live. Top left, as we're looking at the video of our three faces, yes, it says on the live. Video on the we see our... Hey, how, how are we getting away with showing these two boobs above my head? Because everybody you... loves boobs. So then Willie's the dick below us. <laughs> He's the taint. <laughs> Well, he taint a dick and he taint an asshole, so he's a taint. Oh. Sorry, Willie. We went bathroom humor real fast. Willie's the holiday taint. I'm not going further where my thought process went. <laughs> let's let's not. We don't want to get canceled. Just saying. I don't fear. No, nah, man. I'm like, Kid Rock can't cancel me. I don't fear consequence culture. Bring back what I said. I ain't scared. I said it. I mean, it's one thing to deserve it. It's one thing just to make a weird offhand joke that then gets spiraled into shenanigans and you're like, holy shit, this is nowhere at all what I intended it to be. I was going to say, if we want to get canceled, I could tell you the joke that I told Jana this week. Let's not get canceled is what I'm saying. It, it's so bad. I'm wondering when Anthony Jeselnik's going to use it. Like that's oh, the level of joke I thought of this week. I was like, ooh, I haven't heard this yet. <laughs> he Maybe does I'll have some pretty good ones. Show. He's great. <laughs> he's got the best meanest jokes out there he's just he's such a good writer like the way he structures 
his jokes is just fantastic. Justin Nick's amazing, but yeah, like you he he can make you cringe as well as he can make you laugh. The, uh, I enjoy. <laughs> uh oh, they are. Ooh, I go on some mighty good rants. So many good insults get thrown because they know they deserve it. Yeah, we have names for I think every killer. You know how it is. I yep. know how it is. Here's the, here's the thing. Who would you think would be uh, with the name Dommy Mommy Bachman? Wait, what Dami killer Mami? would be called Dommy Mommy? Because there's only one answer in my head. And that's the beast who can lift you up like nothing. <laughs> well, I mean, I would guess the Huntress. The Huntress is right. Oh, yeah. Dommy Mommy. And for some reason, some of my friends are calling the the, the skull merchant dominant. She looks like a well, dominatrix. I was gonna say, bitch, it, she doesn't look like she could do anything to you. Looks like she's gonna break her bicep. I, I was I was thinking possibly, yeah, the scroll merchant just because of her stupid masks and her crappy fake pseudo not cyber arm, because she's just all about you know SMN gear. But yeah, that was the only other one I was thinking of maybe. But I mean, yeah, there's a reason the Huntress is in the, the Dead by Daylight dating game. <laughs> there's you a dating just... game for Dead by Daylight? There you is. haven't heard about it? It's called Hooked on You. Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. It's, it's a, a, dating, sim. It's yeah. a but, dating sim. That's yeah, what it's it a dating is. sim where you can date. It's either, what, the Spirit, the Huntress, the Wraith, or the Trapper, I think, are the four uh, characters. Yep. Put it this way, Chris. In the dating sim, they basically took the the IP of the their character, the Huntress, and made her look a lot like Rhea Ripley. So you can see okay. the attraction there, where Willie's coming with the Dommy Mommy. Yeah, that that would be the Huntress is basically Rhea Ripley as like a a slasher movie villain. Side note: <laughs> Congrats to Rhea and Buddy Matthews for getting engaged. Oh, nice. They got real life engaged. They're it's real so life that, engaged. It's so weird that they work at two different companies and her whole story now is being a dommy mommy to Dom. <laughs> Dom the con. Oh, that kid's doing so well. He's the most hated man in wrestling. No, no, that's Don Callis. Well, I mean, as a wrestler, <laughs> Don Callis is just a garbage human. He was a wrestler and now he's a carny piece of shit. Was he? Was Callis a wrestler back in the day? Yeah. Uh, I never watched like the Ring of Honor stuff. Like, he was way back Cyrus in the, day. the virus, man. Oh god, that was, that was his bitch. actual wrestling name. At one point in time, he was Cyrus the Virus. He was he almost the higher power in WWF. Before or god. after Con Air. I think, god damn it, Kenny Omega, you went and made friends Before? with damn Cyrus the freaking virus. He claims he killed more people than cancer. cancer. <laughs> <laughs> Which brings it back to Nick Cage, it brings it back to DVD. It's all it's all in a big circle, man. Which then takes us to Superman. Which I don't actually have anything to talk about. And giant spiders. And giant spiders. And how can I spin this in any of our other stuff? Superman's in the DC universe, which then takes us in to our news of the week. Live from the ATGN studios on uh, the internet. It's the news of the week. Holy hell, I had to struggle to get that segue to work. Now, I'm still not 100% sure that it worked right. But welcome to News of the Week. That part of the show where we talk about was, in our minds, some most interesting geeky and or nerdy news to have popped up here in the world of geek and nerd culture. And because I teased it, and this is the slightest connection to our Don Callis thread that we then turned into Con Air, turned into <laughs> Nick Cage, turned into other things, we're going to talk about one of the new movies coming up in the DCU, and I'm going to toss things over to Bachman. Indeed, though I will say that that 
audio track for news of the week sounded like it was coming out of the bathtub that I just watched those masters of the universe toys in. Like it was echoey and clippy and jumping. <laughs> it could <laughs> be a consequence. Could be, I'll probably have to fix it in post. It's probably a consequence <laughs> of how it's all tied into things here. Could be, could be. Okay. Uh, for the Hollywood, for the, I wanted Chris to know so he could make a note so you can go back and check it. I appreciate uh, it. For the Hollywood Reporter, we got a Brian David's epi uh, episode <laughs> article released August 17th. Uh, Blue Beetle director Angel or Angel Manuel Soto is relieved that his characters have a DCU future. So uh, for those that don't know, this is one of the ones that like in the intermedium of all the crazy shit happening, HBO, HBO Max, HBO Discovery, like this movie was greenlit before Discovery was even going to buy HBO. So like this thing's been in the works for a long time and now it's out and he's, you know, had multiple hurdles, but they have released, um, where was that? As the first mainstream Latino led superhero film in live action. And I try to think back and like, yeah, there isn't any other fully Latino characters that have led a superhero movie, even though, I mean, you know, DC, Marvel, freaking Spawn from Image, like we've had a whole bunch. But this is the first one where we've got a Latino led hero. And to make it more awesome, like it's Jamie Reyes played by Zolo Mar uh, Maraduena. I think it's Maraduena is how you say his last name. Most people that know him would know him as the lead character, Miguel, from Cobra Kai, the Netflix series, where he's fucking awesome. And, like, I'm super excited to see this movie probably this weekend. But, uh, unfortunately for the director, he was, you know, afraid of, you know, the path that this movie was going to take because it was originally announced it was going to be a straight-to-HBO Max streaming film. Then Discovery bought it. Then this, that, the other thing along the way at one point, like, it was shut down at another point. They brought it back and said it was still be streaming. Then, see, what was it? In April 2021's merger between Mar Warner Media and Discovery to form Warner Brothers Discovery eventually led to new DC Studios leadership in the form of James Gunn and Peter Safran. This change of the guard initially put Blue Beetle in a bit of a gray area regarding the future of the characters and storyline. Fortunately, it didn't take long for Gunn to anoint Marduena's Blue Beetle as the first DCU character, which took a huge weight off of Soto's shoulders. And he said, yeah, that was for sure one of the elements of relief. It's the fact that all this effort was not going to die during the regime change, like we saw with Batgirl. And so there's also a belief in our characters who are now going to be part of this new DC universe, especially Zolo's character and his whole family and Bruno Mar Marquezine's character. So knowing that they are going to continue to move forward in DCU allowed me to feel relief for myself and for them. Because also this guy, you know, I think he's, you know, writer, director, you know, multiple hats like most people in Hollywood, but sadly, with everybody being on strike, none of the actors can go out and promote the movie. None of the writers can go out and promote the movie. So, as the director, he's the one man going out and having to promote this film in the weekend it goes live all by himself when none of the other cast can help. So, like, he's stuck in that kind of shitty middle ground where, like, he wants to promote his film, but also, you know, I'm betting he wants to support his actors. But like he can't really support the strike when he's the one person because the DGA didn't strike. So directors are not on strike. So they are contractually obligated, you know, to do whatever they signed up to do when they started working on a movie, maybe four, five, six, ten fucking years ago, depending on, you know, how long a movie was in production. And so, yeah, he, he he's, you know, he's in kind of a bad place, but, you know, it's turning out good where it's getting great ratings. All the reviews coming in on Blue Beetle have seemed to be really positive. 
Um, I haven't, I was going to check the, the popcorn score. I haven't took it that yet, but yeah, it's, it just, it looks really good. We're getting the first official DCU character and fucking Miguel from Cobra Kai is a blue beetle, man. Like it looks great. I can't wait to see this movie and, you know, congrats to them. Like it didn't get canned. It didn't get shoved into a vault as a fucking tax write off. Like so much bad thing. So many bad things could have happened in this film. And it looks like they dodged all the bullets and they now have a good film that's getting good reviews in theaters, which, you know, in the long run will hopefully help us build up a good positive DCU, which I want to see. I want to see James Gunn and Peter Safran give us a bunch of films with heart that understand the DC characters and represent them correctly (laughs) or in my opinion correctly. So can I be the cynical one here for a sec? Go for it. So I don't know that I'm necessarily going to believe hype that comes from the current heads of DC studios until it's their, excuse me, until it's their movies that's coming out, i.e. the ones that they have shepherded, not necessarily been the writers for directors for, but ones they've signed people for and had them do. Because remember, and I'm not taking a shot. I'm just saying for comparison, James Gunn was talking about how good the flash is. Yeah. How it's one of the best superhero movies. Willie saw it. Willie was the flash. (laughs) One of the best superhero movies. No. Yeah. And so I'm not taking a shot, but I think we have to look at sometimes they're playing the role of I'm the studio head that has to pump up and promote this product versus I'm the guy that wrote and direct and did these things and has been a team as they were created and has been involved in things. So I'm not, like I said, I'm not taking a shot at James Gunn, anything like that. I think we need to look at it through the lens of, well, he's wearing the corporate hat of, Hey, this was in the works of when I took over. And yes, I decided to continue it and to say that this is going to be the new starting point and jumping on point for the DC universe. But it's it's not what's been in their roadmap of things they wanted to do yet. So I'm not exactly super optimistic, for lack of a better term. Is that fair or am I just being a cynical asshole? A eh, little from column A, a little from column B. That's Because I think it can be both. It can definitely be both. Okay. It's kind of like taken from the Arnold Schwarzenegger looking at things. Um, No matter what movie it was, it's the best movie. Come watch it. You know, even Junior. He had had some word for that in the documentary on Netflix. It it wasn't like Scheidenfreude, but it was something like it was like Scheiza. It's like, it's a con. He's all, every time I was promoting anything, you bring out like the the bullshit, the Scheiza, because it's just, you have to talk up everything as if it's the greatest thing ever, because that's part of the job. Which, yeah, in the Netflix documentary, he talks about that, and it was hilarious. But I, I will do this by comparison. The tomato meter for the, the actual critics on The Flash is 64. For Blue Beetle, it's sitting at an 81. Okay. So for right there, I would say with the critics that have seen it, that are actual movie critics, not paid by DC, not paid by Warner, Discover, anybody else, it seems that they like it more than they like The Flash. So in the well, long run, I think we're going to see a good actual new jumping on point for the DCU. It's already going to be better in my book because it's not Ezra Miller. Well, yeah, that's it's not yeah. a piece of shit trash yeah. person who doesn't deserve what he what he does. Yeah, that that I kind mean, of guarantees it. it's going to be a step up because yeah, Z- Zolo Maraduena, like yeah, his uh all 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 of his problematic stuff were character problems that Miguel had in Cobra Kai, and in the storyline he overcame them. He's an actual good kid. <laughs> He's not a you know piece of shit out there in the real world. At least I've never heard a bad story about the kid. He yeah. seems like a nice guy. <laughs> I, but you did also touch on another point that James Gunn has this unenviable enviable task and the directors to be like, we've got to promote all these movies coming out because due yeah. to the strike, none of the actors can talk about it. 
None of the writers yep. can talk about it. Things like that. And makes it difficult. People are actually asking, this is a parallel I'll make, is there's a Babylon 5 animated movie that just dropped today officially, which I'm looking forward to watching after the show today. But uh, J. Michael Straczynski, who was the showrunner of Babylon 5, which is a sci-fi show in the mid-90s, it's been a long time, but they're doing an animated movie to continue some of the stories. They were hmm. saying, hey, you're in the Writers Guild. Why is it you're able to talk about the, the uh, Babylon 5 movie? And he goes, because I did this under the animation banner. And the animation guild isn't yep. on guild, but a union, rather, isn't on strike right now. So he was able to talk about it. He was able to get the, the director to talk about it with him. But none of the voice talent, for instance, could go and talk yep. about it. Because yeah. those are all folks that are in the Screen Actors Guild. And if you want to know why, they brought this up on uh, Fat Man Beyond, and Kevin Smith explained it to Mark Bernardin, because uh, Disney, when everybody was starting to form the guilds in animation, he's like, oh, 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 we'll do our own animation guild so the animation writers don't have to go join the Writers Guild. We'll put you guys in a separate guild. We'll take care of you. Worked out real well. Yep. And that's why animation folks don't make no damn money. And here's something interesting <laughs> since we're talking about the strike, which I kind of put us on to. It's longer than the last one already. Well, and someone was saying like the last time, because like we had the writer's strike in what, like the well, late 90s, like when they ruined Heroes. No, that was <laughs> like, late 2000s. Late, late 2000s. Was, was late 2011, 90s? was that it? I'm too old. I can't remember when it was. But they said like previous to that, the last time we had like the writers and SAG AFTRA get together and strike was in the 60s. And that's when they got residuals. So like they're looking like this should be that type of a massive change because right now, basically the streaming services don't give residuals to anybody. Nobody gets paid for shit on Netflix. Nobody, the guy that wrote squid games made like $12. Yeah. Like one it's of, fucking insane. One of the women <laughs> that did uh orange is the new black showed one of her residual checks. and It was like 12 cents. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, they make oh, nothing. Oh, that's, this yeah. should definitely be looked at, especially if it's made for streaming. Yes. Exactly. But the problem is, yeah, none of the none of the rules for residuals when they were designed in the 60s, no one had the concept of streaming. So all the contracts say, you know, movie, television. And it's, it's like, just as then, bad for the writers, yeah. too. There's writers that yeah. have done interviews that say, when we're not in season and I'm not writing for a show, I'm driving Uber so that I can afford to pay my bills until we're back in and writing. Again. Yeah, they had one of the actresses that's uh, I think Summer's voice on Rick and Morty was saying like she was having trouble paying her mortgage because yeah, and like that's a that's an actor that's on one of the you know most popular shows on the planet and they can't pay their fucking rent like that's insane that that should happen. But yeah, it was all of these contracts were created before streaming was a thing, so it all has to be redone. And then you got what were they called the A the A A M P A A with the the evil organization of assholes that run everything. Now saying, hey, we want to have the ability to have you work one day as a, you know, an, a background actor and we'll pay you $100 and then we will scan your likeness and use it in perpetuity. Like, that's insane that they even thought that that was an option. Evidently, they did that with a lot of the extras for WandaVision, assuming I read that correctly. Yeah, which and probably screwed a whole bunch of people over, which means technically those people, if they sign those contracts, can never become actual actors. Well, they can. But they'll never make a paycheck, which awesome. That's a great way to write a contract to fuck somebody over for possibly their entire future. I I I think I brought it up before we talked about, but yeah, it's ridiculous. Matt Damon and Ben Affleck were background actors 
in like a Drew Barrymore romantic comedy set in Boston. If they just signed a contract like that, they would not be able to get paid today as actors. How could that be legal? Like, there's no possible way that the company should be able to write a contract like that and fuck somebody out of any possible income in, in perpetuity. Because, like, the way they have it written is that you never get paid ever, no matter what. Like, that's insane. It's absolutely insane. No, it, it totally is. It's crazy. They're, that's why they need to fix some of these things. But I think I kind of steamrolled over. You had a second news story, didn't you? Uh, just a quick one. We saw a pop-up, but I don't know when it's coming, but it was another just quick thing from Hollywood Reporter. Uh, Apple TV Plus announced it today. Godzilla roars in first look at Apple TV Plus and Legendary Titan series. So the show's title is going to be Monarch Legacy of Monsters, which I don't think there's anything in here about when it's coming. It's basically just announced that they're doing it. But the cool thing is that it's going to be the story of, let's see what, we'll span three generations center on two siblings who follow in their father's footsteps, uncover their family's connection to the secret organization known as Monarch, which if you haven't seen the new Godzilla King Kong movies is the Kaiju tracking group featured in the legendary's Monsterverse films. Cause you know, they can, Lionsgate can do what universal can't, they can make all their monster movies connect, <laughs> but there's going to be a uh, father and son, Kurt and Wyatt Russell will play a singular character. So we're going to see the young version of the character played by Wyatt Russell, and then the older version of the character when they jump, you know, decades later is going to be played by his dad, Kurt Russell, which is fucking awesome. We're going to get to see the Russells play one person. That's like cool. I like I don't think we've seen something like that before. Like we've seen like you know Donald Sutherland his dad or his son Kiefer play like father and son in a movie. Like that's happened, but yeah, I've never. I don't think we've ever seen one you know, like two generations of actors play the same character over a timeline like would it be cool if harrison ford had a kid and that kid started doing the young adventures of you know indiana jones i mean after seeing you know the box office maybe no one would go watch it but it would be cool <laughs> i just haven't had a chance to go and see it because life got in the way i'm looking it was forward a... to being able to rent it on streaming or watch it on disney yeah. plus before you know i cancel my disney plus because the price is going to be absolutely insane here shortly I was looking at that too because I checked. So my Disney Plus is still on the yearly. So divided by twelve, I'm still paying like six ninety nine a month, and it doesn't show a new price yet. You will so, when it comes time to renew, I imagine, under those new prices. And yeah, that's time, yeah. then Disney Plus becomes. A, I'll buy it every few months to binge watch a few things and then turn it back off. Yeah, it's like, do I have to wait for like Ahsoka to be finished before I buy it for a month again and then turn it off for eleven months? Because mm -hmm. Yeah, it's about, I think mine's going to renew in September. So I was like, shit, I, I know I'll be able to start watching Ahsoka, but. That's a show yeah. I care about not getting spoiled on. So. I yeah, won't. see, that, yeah. that's the problem on that one. I kind of really want to see it. I was like, do I cancel my Disney Plus in mid-September and then have to like buy it for, you know, October? <laughs> well, and more realistically, I want to be able to discuss it with the group over on the Gunna Geek Discord, because I know there's going to be a lot of discussion about it, because there was on Mando and other shows on there. I don't want to have to be like, oh my god, I can't go in this channel, because we're going to be talking about Ahsoka, and I'm waiting to binge watch it. I, I like oh, yeah. having that conversation. I like theorizing with folks the crazy shit that it may or may not be. Well, I mean, and it, it's Dave Filoni's live-action Rebels, is what it fucking is. You can call it Ahsoka all day all you want. The Rebels. Yeah, it's 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 Rebels season five, I guess. Five I think, or six, I, think, I can't remember. I can't remember. They ended on four or five. Yeah, yeah it's it's the new season of Rebels. We're they even had it in one of the trailers. Yeah, 
We had one of the trailers, like, you know, Rebel Till I Die. <laughs> it's like, yeah, the, the Rebels are back. I mean, to be devil's advocate, there is another show that's coming out that I'm looking forward to in October on Disney+. Plus. What's that show? Loki Season 2. Also true. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to that one. Like, Loki was one of the good shows. You're one of the good ones. Yeah. It's funny, though. I've been thinking about, like, I was trying to rate like the ones I'd want to go back and watch. And yeah, Loki's pretty low for me. Like I want to go back and watch Miss Marvel again. Like that one was entertaining, but it's weird. I was all on those shows as they were coming out, but like, I don't really feel the need. I definitely don't want to go back and watch secret invasion. I haven't like watched secret invasion, but the first episode yet. Yeah. Like, I mean, I've gone back and watched a couple episodes of she Hulk cause they were funny and really well written, but like, I would, I would enjoy going back and watching all of Miss Marvel again. That show is fantastic. But like as much as I enjoyed Moon Knight, like I have no urge to go back and rewatch it. Like I've rewatched, oh, I, I rewatched it. It was trippy. Still, I like... it's like I've rewatched like Civil War like ten times. And I don't know. There's something about the Marvel show. Like I haven't gone back and watched Falcon and Winter Soldier. I don't. I don't know what it is. They don't. None of them. I think have Falcon that... and Winter Soldier is better when you binge it than it was going week to week. Mm, After maybe. having gone back and rewatched parts of it, I didn't rewatch all of it. I fully admit, but there were like I rewatched the last like three or four episodes or something like that. Maybe I just need to turn it on the next time I'm painting and yeah, like just let it go episode to episode. Run Look, it's Anthony that... Mackie. You're going to like it. Oh, yeah. Well, and Sebastian said, I like both those actors. Yeah. They're great. And yeah, and Anthony Mackie's fantastic as Sam. Like when he first showed up as that character, I'm like, really? This is what they're doing with Falcon? And then like five minutes later, it's like, oh, this is fucking perfect. Like, he you know, I do what he does just slower. Like he's fucking perfect as Sam. It's like, I need oh, to yeah. get the twisted metal with him now. Yeah, true. I don't know. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. There's, there's something about like, the Marvel and even the yeah, even the Star Wars shows like Disney Plus it that makes me want to watch them as they're coming out, but like I don't want to go back and watch Andor. That thing's heartbreaking. It's well made television, but like I don't feel the urge to go back and watch it again. Like I'd rather go back and watch episodes of Rebels or Clone Wars versus like the new Star Wars shows. I it, it's just weird. Yeah, Disney Plus it doesn't. It's not making me want to go back and rewatch stuff the way I used to. I don't I? want to go back and watch Obi Wan. Who am I to judge what people rewatch? I'm rewatching a 1990s sci-fi television show right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I finally finished all nine seasons of The Flash, and so I'm now watching Justified. That's my work break TV show. I've heard so I have a I have a long list of like 30 TV shows that's like okay, whenever I finish something, I move on to the next one, and that's what I watch. That gives me my twice a day. I get a 15 minute break, wash all the customer service out of my brain. So I just watch, you know, serialized television. And yeah, like I've gone through a bunch of shows in the in the year I've been working for my new job. <laughs> like I take my 15 minute break and I just hit play as I, I watched all of. Oh, yeah, I just finished The Flash, nine seasons of that. I tried. I tried freaking um, Always Sunny. And yeah, I watched oh, I the first season show. and just I don't know. It, it was more more raunchy than it was funny i don't know i just i so, guess maybe i wasn't in the mood for here, it here's the key to always sunny it doesn't get good until excuse me it didn't get good to me until danny devito joined the cast once danny devito is in there i was like oh wow he's he's amazing yeah he's and like funny in a couple but i think he's only been in a couple episodes that i've seen maybe yeah, that's he's a problem. he's a show regular starting in season two he's in the regular he's in the credits and he's in every episode and he's my favorite part and i honestly think they write things just to make danny devito do weird shit maybe i'll have to give it another chance yeah so that's what i'll try to check my list i watched all of the lost in space on netflix because i hadn't watched the last two seasons yeah because that was a solid show i watched all the sopranos i watched all the parks and recs start to finish and i watched all five seasons of longmire 
Longmire's nice. a great fucking western. Like that is a is. solid, solid show. And then yeah, watched all of Hit Monkey because I realized I hadn't finished that. And then yeah, The Flash. And then yeah, now I'm working on uh Justified, which is funny because now yeah, Justified now has it's weird because I go into Hulu to watch Justified and it keeps trying to get me to watch the new Justified City Primeval. It's like, no, I'm on the original show. Quit trying to make me watch the new spin-off show. Like, damn it. Right. But, you know, a show a show does well if it does like seven seasons of television and then five years later they're like, yeah, let's do some more of that. It was good. <laughs> but right. Timothy Olafantastic is exactly that. He's fucking great. He was evidently almost uh was it Captain Kirk or Captain Kirk's dad in the Abrams movies? I can't remember the headline I read now. I think he was supposed to yeah, the the role that Hemsworth played. I think he was supposed to be, yeah, Kirk's dad. He was gonna Kirk's be that dad. opening scene where he dies saving, you know, humanity. And Bear in mind, in 2009, Oliphant would have been the bigger name than Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, much bigger, much yeah. bigger. That's that the point, point too. Like, you still you go back and look at. I always love it when I watch Cabin in the Woods. Like, he did that before he was Thor, yeah. and they had no idea who they had in that cast. And he did a horror movie with Josh Whedon and Drew Goddard. That's like, yeah, that movie's fucking great. <laughs> and Chris Hemsworth is a good actor. He's hilarious in that role. You're not wrong. Let's move on to our next story here, and. As we get into it, you guys remember when we talked on this show probably two or three months ago about the Wii U store shutting down and gamers that were rushing to go and buy all of the games <laughs> in the Wii U store's back catalog? Why oh, that be the only way? Oh, yeah. why would they do that? Well, some people just did it as a YouTube video, to be honest, because they got a bunch of clicks out of it. But it was announced today in that same vein that Microsoft is shutting down the Xbox 360 marketplace. What does that mean? Well, like I said, it was just announced today, August 17th, that Microsoft will be taking the Xbox 360 store offline in 2024, which is just a couple years shy of the 360's 20th anniversary. But here's the good news. The shutdown will bear no ability. Excuse me. The shutdown has no bearing on your ability to play Xbox 360 games and things like that. However, all games and DLC will remain playable on the Xbox 360 and newer consoles via backwards compatibility, it means. So effectively, all they're doing is shutting down these storefronts for you to be able to buy new content on the old console. But if it's a backwards compatible thing, you just buy it on your Xbox One or your Xbox Series device, and you just play it on there. They're shutting down this storefront on July 29th, 2024. As part of that, the entertainment products they had on the Xbox 360 will no longer work. So that's the movies and TV app the trailers mm. app, the online marketplace, avatar items, things like that. None of those things will work on the 360 anymore. But all of those services will still work on the next two generations of consoles they've released after that. The key here, and I'm not trying to dunk on Nintendo in comparison, but it's something that we need to keep mind of here is a lot of people were concerned when the Wii U shut down and the Wii shut down, that you couldn't rebuy those games anymore. I couldn't get them on my console. If my console bricked, I had no way to get those anymore. Now, in yeah. theory, that's probably still the same way with 360. But the difference is Microsoft has made it so that it's, oh, well, you bought random game X on your Xbox 360. Well, it's backwards compatible. So you just run that on your Xbox One or your yeah. Xbox Series device. And you just go in and say, I own this game, hit the download button. That That's huge. And I wish other folks were doing things similarly. And I think it underlines the shitty way in which the marketplace has worked for the last two generations of Nintendo's mainline consoles is there's some folks that have bought 
Super Mario World three times over now because none of those licenses carry over between console generations or things like that. Like I get it with third party, like like you know, like 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 a uh, fucking let's say a, a Konami, like Konami game. Like if you bought it on the uh, the virtual thing for the virtual original console. Wii, yeah, the virtual console on the original Wii. Yeah, I get that you shouldn't have it on the Wii U and continuing on. But with first party Nintendo games, man, come on. You they they bought it. Just just let them have it, man. It's Mario Brothers, man. Fucking stop stop, stop nickel and diamond people, man. Just just chill out. Nintendo, you're so backwards in a lot of things. I mean, Plus, yeah, I was looking wrong. at the original release date was November of 2005 for the Xbox 360. So, I mean, mm -hmm. From hearing the way Chris described, the only thing that this would affect is if someone's got like a 360 that they're still using as their DVD player or to watch movies in like their basement or something. Oh. Like other than that, well, I mean, it, that, it will an eighteen. The... It's an eighteen-year-old console. Yeah, twenty last years were a, sold. Yeah, twenty years is a pretty good run. Like that's that's pretty good. <laughs> what it will impact is if you want to try and play multiplayer on some of these games, like say Gears of War, which a lot of people still play. Mm -hmm. Um, in compatibility mode on current gen xboxes stuff like that i don't think you'll be able to play those online anymore and i don't think that you'll be able to re-download content for your xbox 360 that was housed in the 360 marketplace that's not to say you can't get it but you won't be able to get it back on your 360 if say but your hard drive blows up you don't already horse have it. armor on oblivion god damn it <laughs> well that's a backwards compatible game so as long as you had an xbox one or an xbox series oh. device you could have it there but I can't the, the, download it can't the I? real interesting thing you'll get into is and there are drawbacks here like for instance not all xbox one games are backwards compatible on the on the excuse not all Xbox 360 games are backwards compatible on the 360. God damn. You'll get there. <laughs> the, yeah, the naming... Xbox, thank you for these names. Yes. Uh -huh. Thank you, Microsoft. You're doing a great job with the yeah. naming convention. Our, our uh, Xbox player can't name your fucking consoles. That's the problem, Xbox. talk about the Xbox One, on. Two, or Three. Yeah, right? So, <laughs> we're four now. All right, let, let me see if I can get my brain to wrap around the right way to say this. I got my your fingers crossed for you, Chris. Your only problem you'll run into is if you bought a game on the Xbox 360 that is not backwards compatible, then you will not be able to download it again on your Xbox One or Xbox Series devices. So not every game is backwards compatible. There's so there are games that, right? that will be lost to time because of that. There's, like, there's not like a bunch yeah. of them. Like there's under 100, right? I don't remember... I could get you the numbers. I need to Google the actual number. Up. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, I'm assuming. I mean, I, that's what I, I've, I'm not gonna lie. I've always praised Microsoft on doing that. Like, oh, the backwards cap cap capabilities. Fucking genius. Keep doing that. It's yeah, fucking, just keep doing that. It's awesome, they, man. They've done that better than any other company. Like, it's every time we talk about like the, the you know the console war shit. Like every time we talk about it, it makes me more and more likely to buy an Xbox the next time they come around. And honestly, one of the only things that bugs me is the stupid fucking names. I couldn't tell you which is the new Xbox right now. If I walked into a Target, I don't know if Series I'd be buying X. I don't know if I'd be buying the current generation cool? or the previous generation because I don't know what the fuck they're called. Well, now, I know what it looks up. like. I mean, as long as I see yeah. the fucking yeah. image on I the box, the little, I know I need which the refrigerator, one it is. right? Refrigerator. That's the new one. We need the fridge, right? 
So I did a quick look right now, and this list probably not blown up very well for you guys who are watching on smaller feeds. But according to Wikipedia for Xbox's backwards compatibility mode, there are 633 games being made backwards compatible out of 2,154 that have been released for Xbox 360. Wait, that's all this? That was all the mm. games that have been released for 360? Yeah, but Willie, on that list is oh. Age of Booty, so you're good. Yeah, you got 50 cents. Oh, I remember Age of Booty. I almost got it for the PS3. Almost some, did, didn't look stupid. Some of these games were also enhanced for the Xbox One X or given FPS boost. So, for instance, like Alan Wake, as we see on this list, has FPS boost, meaning they did some work behind the scenes to kick it up to 60 frames per second when you play in backwards compatibility mode. It wasn't as simple as just flip a button and make it work, but some of the stuff once they made oh, the yeah. tools was easy for them to flip over. But there's a bunch of stuff in here. Like as I'm scrolling, I just got to the bees. <laughs> <laughs> in their list now so, these are games that that do not work that are these not are the games that do work these 600 games well i don't get what okay what what is this proven well because it's it's more than what you're saying there's about 100 games that weren't backwards compatible this is 600 games that are out of out of 2100 yeah. yeah i thought they all were like, i thought no. most of them were so that means there's like 1600 games so, that are not really, backwards compatible. what's happening here is you're getting things confused because of xbox's weird naming convention like other people do and what happened that you're thinking of is xbox series games the xbox one games are 100 backwards compatible not the uh -huh. xbox 360 so this this list is xbox 360 tiles plus they also went and did some original xbox titles to make backwards compatible on uh the current generation of consoles and the previous xbox one generation this is hurting my brain so i'm just gonna bow out of this conversation <laughs> right i understand it's making my brain hurt as i'm discussing it too and i thought i understood it pretty well <laughs> regardless this it, the xbox 360 store is going offline but it's not as detrimental as it may sound at first glance because of the different way in which Microsoft has been handling their backwards compatibility in their marketplaces. And I Kudos hope that guys. other marketplaces for digital goods, specifically in the console world, start following similar things. Now, like I said, I'm not a huge PlayStation gamer. So the question I would have for you guys, Bachman uh, and Willie, eventually at some point probably will be. Should be if i bought a game digitally on ps4 does that carry over to my ps5 for yes instance? is everything i bought on my ps4 backwards compatible with my ps5 or is it only select things no well, i would definitely wait, say wait, not wait, wait, everything. wait wait well hold on yeah. hold on what the exact let me rephrase you're asking let me rephrase for you yeah, is every what? ps4 title i bought on my playstation 4 backwards compatible with my playstation 5 there is a small no. list where they just couldn't get some games to run. I think it's like 19 or something. It's under 100, I believe. Like, definitely, probably under 50. Like, there's only a list of like where they just tried and they just couldn't get it to run for some reason or another. So, there's some that you can't, but it's like games that you, I don't think there's any, like, any big name games, just like right. little lesser things. But um, as far as I know, like I can look it up while you're doing this. But I mean, I was just curious if you knew off the top of your head. Yeah, you but were more they, they knew it than me. That uh, something I will say, Sony did good is they tried like a motherfucker to make sure every PS4 thing could be just played on PS5. They really tried, and they got a small list where it just couldn't be done. But like I said, uh, there's, there's like it's like you know. Yeah, here, fine. I guess. Yeah, so far of games, like the, yeah. especially like the PlayStation yeah. Plus games that I have added to my library, which you know it's like here's the game of the month, but you have to you have to add it to your library to keep it as part of your library. 
and then you can download it whenever, as long as you have an active PlayStation mm. subscription. Every one of those that I've downloaded on my PS5, I've never ran into one where it's like, nope, this was PS4 only. Like, I've never had that problem yet. So, okay, yeah, I, I mean, I bought, I bought like the... Oh, there's only think, six games. Okay, six that's games. not bad. Yeah, yeah. Afro yeah. Samurai 2, Revenge of Kuma, Volume 1, <laughs> Hitman Go Definitive Edition. Okay, that's actually one that's pretty big. Hmm. Just deal with it. Don't even know what that is. Oh, that's a VR game, Robinson: The Journey. That's the one. That's the one VR game I had to return because that's the only game that's ever gave me motion sickness in VR. Oh, uh, damn. Shadwin, Shadwin, Shadwin. S H A D W E N. Shadwin. And then We Sing. I don't know what that is. I don't either. Oh, and there's also a list of games that might might give you errors, which is a definite bigger. I've played some of these and I didn't get any bugs. I was I just curious because backwards compatibility no, has kind of become an important thing to folks as of late. And it was interesting because Nintendo had backwards compatibility when you went from like Wii to Wii U and then dropped it with the Switch, of course. Whoa, Although whoa, 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 whoa. And the market GameCube to Wii and GameCube to Wii. Well, with the physical copies, not with digital copies. Oh, yeah. All the digital copies of GameCube games. Yeah. But I mean, more think of the digital Wii games you could have bought that didn't carry over to your Wii U, for example. Did did the Wii actually have like full like retail games that they also? I don't had know if it was the full retail, but you could get other games and content through their marketplace, from what I recall. It it's very, been a while since I've picked up my Wii. Let's be honest here; I don't a hundred percent know. Like over your head? Yeah, I don't even know where it is to be honest. One uh, real quick oh, side note: as I transition off, I forgot to mention. Backwards compatible titles. There's currently 63 from the original Xbox you can play on the Xbox Series consoles right now through backwards compatibility out of 996 wow. that were released. I mean, still, that's going back. If you're going back to the first gen Xbox and you can play them on the current gen, that's not bad. That's A lot of them bad. are Microsoft first parties, but then there's some other third party things like Destroy All Humans. That was, I love that game on the original Xbox. The remake's pretty good too. But there, there's some interesting stuff you see on here. They, evidently, all of the LucasArts stuff, like uh, Star Wars Battlefront and Battlefront 2, for, in, for instance, are backwards compatible. Aren't you the lucky ducks that you get to play that, mm. fuckers? I love that. Well, Battlefront 2 was fantastic. I played that way too Yeah, much. I did too. I wish I could put it. I wish I could take my copy that's on the shelf over there and put it in the goddamn PS5. But guess what? Can't. Yeah, well. If you had an Xbox copy, you could put it in the current I gen Xbox. And the I only thing that really sucks, Xbox for it. The only thing that sucks with that for me is my save game was on my Xbox. That was before they instituted cloud backups because mm. they didn't have that until the Xbox 360. So I had unlocked so much shit in Battlefront 2, and that Xbox is long gone. So I have no idea. Though there's no way, rather, for me to have carried that over to my 360 to keep that here again, which is kind of a bummer because I realized. Holy crap, I spent a lot of time playing that game to unlock as much stuff as I did and have the <laughs> stats I didn't. I played it way too much. Way too much. I was there with you. Like, yeah, I forget what I forget what you get with like uh, getting a certain amount of kills with the the kit with the each class. I forget yeah. what it was, but I had that uh, up there too with you. I was there. so much fun. So much fun. I just wish you could I wish you could do like the uh like the Jedi battles uh, in somewhere else than the most Eisley. Yes. That would be nice. 
Mm. But that that's a trip down memory lane. Those were fun ones. Let's talk about a new game that's out. Willie, you were going to talk to us a bit about Baldur's Gate 3. Oh, was that right? You see that, you see that thing that's over... You see the, the private chat over there? I want you to read that. I have to read something that he wrote. Mm-hmm. Throw news of next week to me when you're done with this news of the week. I guess, so really, I, I guess this chat just did nothing. I did put the time and effort of typing that in there so you'd see it. And it is, it is here we are. Here we are. Just well, throw we that out the window. Production quality, am I right? Hey, Willie likes fart jokes. That's all that matters. This is your tease for next week, then, everyone, is we'll talk about Baldur's Gate 3 <laughs> No, no, we're not talking about Baldur's Gate 3. I was a throwaway line in the pre-show, goddammit. I'm so confused. <laughs> what the hell's going on? No, but I'm glad you threw about news about next week to me without mentioning anything fucking else there. Oh, you're over there. Fucking keep moving shit. <laughs> Stop moving shit. You keep swapping you and Bachman are left and right. I can't keep up. Fuck a duck. <laughs> Where the fuck are you? <laughs> All right. But anyway, uh, tonight at about uh, midnight ish o'clock, I will be playing a game coming out that uh, that uh, Bachman, I'm sure, is a little bit interested in. And I know I am. Which Willie's really Pretty Little Princess game where you get to play. This game is based on true events. I'll say that. Yeah. Willie's Pretty Little Princess game. You like to play princess. It's true. Like, who the fuck song? doesn't like to play princess? Yeah, there's nothing wrong with I that. I put little bows in my goatee. What's the problem? You got a vision. Yeah. You, you, know you braid it and put bows and beads in it. I'll fucking Ugh. lick your forehead right now. Don't, don't tell me I won't. Okay, do it. Oh. Oh. Uh. Tastes salty. <laughs> no, but the game that is based on a true story is the Texas, Texas Chainsaw? Chainsaw Massacre Bull. Production I quality. Forgot. Holy shit. So you know they paid AEW a hundred thousand dollars to get featured in a match last night? I don't want to hear it. No, they really did. I never want to hear AEW again in my life. They had they the Texas me... Chainsaw Murder Massacre match last night yep. where Leatherface even came out. And they put Leatherface on the belt. I was yeah. sad to see Jeff Jarrett with his hands on it. It was fantastically bad Jeff if that Jarrett makes sense nice yeah why is he still doing things because the dude if this, you would have told me that, go away yeah but if you told me in 2023 that jeff jarrett would still be a thing i wouldn't have believed you the dude's actually really good at doing what he does in the mid card neither here nor well, there let's talk about true. let's talk about leatherface game what do you got for us i don't i I said news of next week, man. Like, <laughs> what do you not understand? You, you haven't heard anything about it. You don't have any impressions based on I've, what you've I've seen? seen a little bit of gameplay, but it don't come out till tonight. I have no hands on, man. So what I you're said saying? news of next week, not so news his news of, of the week, week is that next week he'll have Holy something to talk about. Shit. That's his news of the week. That's fair. <laughs> listen, 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 guys, guys. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna institute a meeting coming uh, before the next episode. We're gonna have a sit down and we're gonna talk about how production quality works. You know, and we're gonna be professional here. Dude, Just want to let you dude, know that dude. no more fucking. Which, oh, you're no more fucking <laughs> fart jokes. <laughs> I feel like well, I'm, you know. You know what, what I got to say to what? that, Willie? Yeah, you're. <laughs> Yeah, you just blow me a raspberry. Got it. <laughs> so, yeah, I feel like fucking Tom Cruise in uh, Tropic Thunder right now. 
What do you mean, Why? you people? Because he feels like a chubby guy that wants to dance? Actually, yes. That yeah, that's actually the actual. Everybody thing. wants to dance. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> Not everyone's chubby. That is one of my favorite Tom Cruise hey, or or, or this Harry. I got the arms of Rex Grossman. Yeah, I remember the name. Rex you got some Grossman arms. I even got the chest for it too. Look, he's yeah. got that was it. No, no, okay. St- shut the shut the fuck up. Never. You shut the fuck up. I, mean, I don't have the glasses <laughs> Never. on. Never. I got yeah. you pointing out. I, I don't have those sausage fingers he had for it. No offense, anyone. I, you, I, I'm just so ha- I know I, me being a fat guy. I'm just really happy I don't have those sausage fingers, those thick fingers. I, I'm just, I have like, I have like, you know, daintyly fingers. Like, you know, I like, like that. a little princess. You know what I'm talking about, right? Like, you've seen guys with like thick sausage fingers. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you doing there, man? Thick or thick? What are we talking about? Just thick. <laughs> <laughs> Three C's. We're talking about Vienna sausages here. Uh, and have you ever is... seen a ring on a Vienna sausage? Ugh. No, Gross. I haven't. I don't, I don't see how I don't like wearing rings anyway. I don't know how people do that. Like it just I I need I don't like having. <laughs> yeah, I don't wear mine either because it makes my hand hurt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, although I got bitched out about it, but I mean, who the fuck cares? I love mine. My ring's awesome. Yeah, but I, I just, no, I just don't like wearing jewelry. Like I love like, mine no too. I just always bang it off everything. Earrings, they're just <laughs> in there and they stay. I don't have to worry about them. I don't have to take them out. I don't have to put them back in. And if I do, well, then it's kind of a problem. But either way, I haven't took these. <laughs> camera tricks what what what's what stop what's the trick what stop he, every time him. i would every I'm time i would put, him every time i went to put my hand up chris would move the camera and then I, our timing <laughs> was right. off you got so stuck in a bad loop it's not a yeah. trick it's a trick, it a trick for the people that funny. aren't watching and are listening on audio they need to know that a camera trick was happening it's not a trick it's a trick there's no tricking happening. Tricks it's not a thing. Oh for my God. We tricked Willie. Willy. We made him tricks. Oh, it's not a trick. A trick is a magic trick. You f- mm. Willie face palms a lot. I didn't though. say magic trick. I was. I I, 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 Who are you looking at, Willie? I'm looking down at my computer right now, just in sadness mm. and in disbelief of what to do here. All right. It's a ThinkPad, whatever that means. That should date this laptop. <laughs> Chris, don't look it up. I see you. Look. I see you go to your keyboard. <laughs> I saw you go to your fucking keyboard. Yeah, because I can read home. people, man. It's not that hard. It wasn't really hard. I was just trying to be like, hey, we found what Willie's wait, reaction wait, to- This is Willie's <laughs> reaction to things. Oh, it's right hard, now. all right. There you go. For those that are unaware, it's the Picard facepalm meme. It looks yeah. like is Patrick Stewart grabbing a penis? Is that what that no. is? No, it looks like a penis. Stop it. Stop it. For your audio listeners. Stop it. It looks like Stop it. Sir no, it Patrick Stewart grabbing a penis. Stop it. No, it doesn't. No. It's a bald head, man. It could be dick. Like no. I do that joke sometimes for myself. The man who doesn't like bathroom humor wants to make mm-hmm. a joke about a hey, dick. Dick head. jokes are okay. Oh, what was I thinking? I'm so sorry. Uh-huh. Hey, hey, actually, you know what? I had a good line for like the first line of a book because I keep think going back to that and trying to think of good ones. And I just had a new one. Let me see. Um, first line of a book. I'm kind of surprised I've never been made fun of for my dick size. But I digress. Let me continue as the first line of the thing. Cool. Yeah, it's a work in progress. Cool. I'm. I'm yeah, super... I'm not getting that. I don't see you creating. 
I'm not getting that tattooed on my arm. You should. Uh, only if you get it tattooed on your forehead. Only if you get it tattooed on your dick. It's not big enough for all that text. <laughs> Especially if that's what you're saying. About it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 whoa, whoa, whoa. I've seen people fucking tattoo a grain of rice. Come on now. How do you tattoo a grain of rice? I don't know. I'm exaggerating. They, they've, they've seen people like draw on it or something. Yeah, they write their names on a grain of yeah, rice. Yeah, like, I was exaggerating using that. I mean, you know, you using, it's a, a mind trick. Using jeweler's trick, lenses. Trick, 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 trick. Yeah, Willie's a trick. Better than being a John. I don't like where this is going. I'm about to get racist real fast against white people. Whoa! Oh, okay, go <laughs> ahead. That's, that's that's allowed. That's allowed. Look at that whitey over there. <laughs> that's straight up cut open potato. I don't know. It sounded bad. <laughs> I don't know what that means. And my only response is I'm German, not Irish. And start talking potatoes. I don't. Uh, or potato- so you're all about sauerkraut. They, they just don't have potatoes in Germany at all. <laughs> no, they have money. Oh, no, but the Irish are all about the potatoes. Yeah, we didn't have a famine. We had. Well, the to potatoes. be fair, potatoes. Are, I can see how there was a famine because you eat all the potatoes because potatoes are delicious and you got no more potatoes. I get it. It's a. It, it sucks because potatoes are damn delicious. You tell me a more delicious uh, vegetable. I'm well, not here. For, I'm not here for potato talk. That's just like your opinion, man. So, Chris, yeah, what's your news of the week? Uh, I already did my news though. <laughs> you want my news Christ. of next week? Yeah. This is the What's your news of next oh week. Oh my! I'm lighting up those shirts. My news I'm of next week is Willie's going to talk about his impressions of the Texas Chainsaw Murder Massacre game that was featured heavily on AEW Dynamite last well, week. Well, I don't want to hear AEW. You know why? It's a sore <laughs> subject. God damn. I'm sorry, Willie. <laughs> it's a sore subject. It still hurts. I'm sorry you didn't get to go. I feel bad for you. I'm sure you do. I I do. I had a lot of fun when I went to an AEW show. Why are you bringing that? Why are you telling me that now? What am I going to do with that information? Oh, no. I had a lot of fun. I'm glad you didn't. God I'm glad damn, you didn't get to go. Of, that, yeah, that's where you, you piece of shit. Chris I'm is sorry, our Jeff really. Jarrett. He's just sorry. here to rub your face in it. I hope. In fact, I hope Jeff Jarrett rubs his man boobs. Do, do I have a distinctive theme song that goes "Wee Woo Wee Woo" a lot? I don't. I don't. Do you know what he fuck he's getting at? Because that one I don't get, but well, his song "My Time" makes a wee woo sound a lot in it. Does it? Mm. Who? Jeff Jarrett. Jeff Jarrett. Why the fuck are you paying attention to Jeff Jarrett still? That's your real problem. Because he won't go away. You're right. He, he his whole he owes everything to the honky tonk man. That's Jeff Jarrett's actually pretty over and pretty good still in 2023. Who to thunk, man? Not Who'd me. Thunk? And the dude's still jacked as all hell. Yeah, I got a lot of respect. He, he's like Ric Flair Jack, though. No, he's jacked. Ric Flair is alcohol jacked. So he's got good arms. Ric Flair. Then... He he pretty much is what he is on TV. That is how he is. Yeah, that means he's a bad actor. <laughs> he had oh, to go yeah, method to be a professional wrestler. I don't think. Well, I, <laughs> think... No, I think that Richard Flair became Ric Flair and was never able to undo it. Is part of the thing with Ric Flair. Yeah. I think he doesn't have the ability to separate himself from his character. It doesn't seem. Oh, like so we're doing character. actual Richard Flair. Okay, so like underneath Taker, got it. Yeah, see, that's different. Yeah, well, uh, Mark Eaton understood what a gimmick was. Ric Flair did not. When you live your gimmick, <laughs> it's just your life. You know who yeah. really understood a gimmick? 
and ran with it and will be a hundred times the man Jeff Jarrett is. Mr. Ass. Gold dust. Gold dust. Gold dust. That's a man who was handed a shit fucking personality and he made it greatness. And Willie, he works for AEW now. Go! (laughs) God damn, you're over there! (laughs) He works for AEW now as a trainer and an on-screen talent. Yeah, he's he's one of he's one of the main reasons a lot. Why are we still in news of the week? Why are we not moving on to the next goddamn segment? I swear <laughs> to God, if you just give a recap of what the fuck happened on the AEW that you just saw, I'm out. I'm out. Did you hear about the kangaroo kicks? What I'm happened to collision, talk- Chris? I'm not allowed to talk about where the kangaroo kicks came then from. Why did you bring it up in the first goddamn place? Because I didn't know if you'd heard about it or not. I, what are you talking about? <laughs> kangaroos kick? Yes, kangaroos. They hop up and they kick. What are you talking about? I'm not allowed to talk about where it came from. You won't let me. Then shut the fuck up then. <laughs> <laughs> Will you know what the most devastating move is in all professional wrestling? This is why people don't like white people. This is the, the Orange reason. Cassidy the kicks, fucking, right? This, this is the, the double clothesline. Oh, double clothesline. I did. I did hear something super funny. Um, this is oh. why I'm never getting married again. Uh, the guy that. <laughs> yeah, shit. this is why. <laughs> I can't think of his name. Um, Sarah Michelle Gellar's husband, Freddie um, Prince Jr. Freddie Prince Jr. Apparently, because because you know he's a massive you know wrestling fan. Um, he watches AEW with his kids, and one of one of their sons now will run up to him and do the Orange Cassidy kicks, like in their house, That's and funny. thinks it's the funniest shit in the world because yeah, Freddie sells it that like he's being destroyed. Well, Freddie's <laughs> been a longtime professional wrestling fan. He was actually a writer for WWE yeah. for a while. So like in his podcast, he talks about a lot of those stories. And yep. at one point, I don't think it's happening now, but at one point, he was talking about starting up his own promotion. I think it's still in the background because he's talked about like I can't mention somebody because they may be under contract. So yeah, I think he's still trying to do it. I just don't okay. think like it's gone as far forward as he wants it to because of well you know, he things can't happening now in lots of, of different strike, industries. Yeah, he wanted them to all be in the actors. Uh, yeah, because yeah, he Green wants to actually guild. make them part of SAG, which would yeah. be cool. They are That's screen why. actors. Just just throwing this out there. Is this part of what we're into? Yeah, let's get into what I'm into. Part of that's yeah. professional wrestling. So there you oh go. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> At least is. I'm moving it forward to get out of it quicker. At least I'm doing that. Forward momentum. Willie doesn't want me to talk about the kangaroo kicks, so I can't do that. But you can follow me on Twitter. I'll tell you all about the kangaroo kicks. On Twitter. There you go. Or blue sky. I don't or care. Blue sky. Willie's got blue sky now. Bobby I like my first post. Week. Did you like my first post, Chris? It was entertaining. Yeah, I was just scrolling through Google News, and that was all in my news store. I was like, why did they crop the picture like this? Oh, that's why. The headline. <laughs> that's why. All right, yeah. so let's get, actually get into what I'm into. For those that are unaware, this is that part of the show where we tell you guys what kind of geeky, nerdy things we've been watching, listening, reading, consuming, playing, whatever it is, because you may want to go and check them out yourselves. And I'll kick things off with things I've been getting into. I am up to this current season of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I had not watched any of it a few months back. I now have four episodes left until I'm all the way caught up with the entire series of Always Sunny in Philadelphia. That's a lot of episodes. It's a lot of content. And it's absolutely hilarious. And I have enjoyed most episodes. There's only a couple I haven't seen because they're banned. 
one of which involved blackface the other i can't remember what it was that it was banned for so it was taken down the same time they took down like the episode of community or chang say, real was blackface or dark elf black it is uh, it was funny. it was mac <laughs> going blackface to be danny glover oh so they were doing lethal face. weapons they were making their own version of Lethal Weapon, so he went blackface <laughs> to be Danny Glover. But to be fair, story. these characters are not meant to be likable. You're supposed to 100%. hate them. 100%. Yeah, You're supposed to hate not, them. Yeah, they're not good people. <laughs> yeah, they're terrible people that never progress. So bad terrible people doing bad things. Yes. Yeah. And that's part well, of what's fun about it. I'm saying the difference is Senor Chang was not doing blackface. He was playing a dark elf. Yes. Not the same thing. <laughs> it is one of the best episodes of Community too, which yeah, which is what they talk about. Pulled. Yeah, it's sad that they pulled it because it's an episode about suicide, and it was a really, really well written episode. Like it's I'm sure really you, good hey, television. Hey, for everyone, I'm sure you can find a mirror of it for free on YouTube, no ad. So I'm sure, Probably. Yeah, yeah, have fun. Yeah. So other stuff I've been getting into. I am 100 caught up with this season of Star Trek: Strange New Worlds. I really enjoyed it. The musical episode was fun and entertaining, but I can completely understand why some people didn't care for it. And here's the nice thing. You probably don't even have to watch it. It's kind of a one-off thing that exists in its own world and you can move on from there, but they did do an entire episode that was a musical, which I thought was hilarious. Was it as good as the Buffy musical episode? No. I mean, that's the bar. Like, that's but you, the did, one you gotta be. You did get introduced <laughs> to K-pop Klingons. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> but now I, yes. I, I kind of want to watch it. I'm sure there's <laughs> clips of at least the K-pop Klingons wow. on YouTube, and it might even be on K Paramount Plus's official stuff. K-pop Klingons. Wow. Yes. All right. All right. And then I have also started. I sort of teased this earlier because I was talking about there's a new Babylon Five movie that comes out today. I've started rewatching some of Babylon Five, which is. One of my favorite sci-fi television shows of all time. For those that are unaware, it's a show that came out, I want to say 93 or 94 is when it first started. Ran for five seasons. Is that the Star Trek one? Or is that the mm -hmm. one that, that Star Trek turned down? It's the said, one that Paramount turned down, and then Deep Space uh, Nine had a lot of similarities for that oh, first season. Oh, Deep Space Nine. Okay, mm -hmm. I, I, yeah. I would mix them both up because they both have fucking numbers in the goddamn title. Yes. So uh, bullshit. And... Babylon 5 yeah, is potentially it. getting a reboot if the CW picks it up, but who knows? They've been talking about it for two years now. I don't know if it's actually going to happen, but I had forgotten how much I enjoyed it, and the remastered version is coming out on Blu-ray in December, but they did a digital release of it already, meaning mm. everything was updated to 1080p, including some of the special effects, which haven't aged well, but they're better cuts than what was on the DVDs. So I'd picked up the entire series for like 40 bucks digitally, and I'm having a blast going back and rewatching. I've watched that show so many times. But I loved it as a kid. I loved it every time I've rewatched it. And it is what got me into serialized sci-fi storytelling. Like before Babylon 5, I watched all sorts of Star Trek and stuff like that. And you might have things that last like one or two episodes. But for the most part, if you watch an episode of TNG, the status quo got reset by the end of the episode. So nothing ever really had great change. Meanwhile, Babylon 5, JMS, J. Michael Straczynski, the showrunner of it, basically wrote his five-year Bible of what the story was supposed to be and then built his universe around it. And I kid you not, you'll get introduced to characters or events that happen in season one of the show that there's not payoff for until like season three. And you'll get little nuggets to help start continuing that payoff through like season two and the beginning of season three. And you're like, what are they doing with this? And then finally it all comes together and you're like, holy shit, you magnificent, brilliant bastard. How did you do this? <laughs> and he was also 
one of the smartest people when it came to all of the characters he created. He's uh, JMS has said in interviews before for any of his shows he did, he would create the characters, but he would design it so that every character could have an off ramp if needed. So that if someone said, I don't want to do the show anymore or quit or was no longer available, he had a way to write them out that he had planned for and then could introduce new people in to take care of it. So like season one of the show, they lose, they have their station commander, commander Sinclair, Michael O'Hare is the actor who played him. And this came out recently. He was having issues like delusions, schizophrenic kind of issues and things like that. And his mental health was suffering. And he said, I don't think I can do this anymore. And I'm slowing down the show. And he had to leave. So he had to take like the show lead, the commander of the station. And then in season two, replace him and then figure out how to continue those plot threads that were supposed to be the important plot threads he'd established to go out three, four, five years from there and continue them with different characters or move them to other characters. So there was some brilliant writing to be able to say, okay, I can lose any character and have a plan for how I'm going to fix it. And I think at one point in time, he wrote, I want to say like 89 out of 96 episodes of Babylon five. He's the writer for like, it's an incredible feat of writing and storyboarding and story planning and things like that, that went into the development of Babylon five. And I love it. I will have to say, though, if you watch it, season one's a little rough in places, but does a lot of world building. Season two, it all starts to come together. And then season three on, you're just like, holy shit, how did they do this? I don't understand how you did it, but it's great. And no kidding. There's stuff that's set up in season one that you don't get to pay off for until season four. But they keep teasing you along the way. It's great. It's great storytelling. That's what I got to add back on my list. I remember watching, I think, maybe the first six months of it when it first came out on Fox. Like, I remember like watching it as it was coming out and like, I, and I remember enjoying it. And then I can't remember why I, well, it was in a tough, I stopped watching it. It was in a tough place too, because it wasn't like signed to one network. They developed their own thing called like primetime entertainment network. That was basically selling the rights and syndication. So it varied who had it in what places. And then yeah. that primetime yeah, think- entertainment network folded at the end of season four of Babylon five. And they didn't know if they were going to get their fifth season to finish things. Yeah, I think here at some point it went from like Fox to UPN or something locally. And then the last fifth season was on TNT because TNT bought the rights to it. And that's how they got their fifth season. So the thing that really sucked is like they didn't know they were going to get their season five until like halfway through production on season four. So like JMS sped up a bunch of stuff that would have taken longer and finished up a bunch of things in season four. He probably wanted to extend out to season five. So season five was a little bit slower compared to other stuff, but it's a great television show full of great actors and sadly full of a lot of actors that have now passed. Like their cast got hit really hard by actors passing away, things like that. So that's why it was really surprising that they did this animated movie because I want to say like half the cast is gone. So they had to recast like half of their cast to do voiceover work for this movie. And then they brought back the living uh, original cast to voice their characters in the animated movie. I'm really looking forward to seeing it. It's great. Nice. And it's got Tron himself in it for four out of the five seasons. Jeff Bridges? Bruce Boxleitner. Boxleitner was Tron. Yeah, Boxleitner was oh, Tron. Oh, Tron himself. I got it. Yeah, Tron himself. <laughs> I forgot Tron was an actual thing in Tron. Yes. I'm, great I don't even remember seeing it. I know I saw it once. I really wish they'd make the third Tron movie because they set up so much with the sequel, but that's neither here nor there. Um, (laughs) Other stuff I've been getting into, I'm still playing Gotham Knights on my Xbox. Like I said, 
for paying 20 bucks for it, I'm totally fine with it. It was on sale this last week for one of Best Buy's uh, $10 deals. They had it available for 10 bucks on Xbox Series and PS5. For for 10 to 20 bucks, I think it's perfectly fine. It, it's not the Arkham games. And if you go in expecting it to be an Arkham game, you're going to be disappointed. Combat is nowhere near as fluid and fun as what you experienced in the Arkham games. And so that's just sad. Yeah. They had the formula that just tried to do something else. And then they introduced this whole crafting and leveling process into things. That's just annoying because now it's, I've got to make sure I gather all these things from green chests so I can upgrade my suit correctly. There's four different variants of my suit that I can do that have different abilities for me. And I'm like, I don't want this. I just want to play the game. I don't want to spend all my time having to try and find bits and bobs and pieces and parts to get the right suit upgrade. So I don't get my ass handed to me on the next level. Well, and Good especially luck. for a bunch of characters that should just be getting all that gear from Bruce anyways. Well, Bruce is dead. Bruce is dead. So we'll like go raid, the, we'll raid ah! the cave. <laughs> I see what you did. And the bat cave is destroyed too. Oh, just boo, boo. Well, Ra's al Ghul kills him in the Batcave, or is trying to kill him, and Batman blows it up. Mm. Batman and Ra's are dead. That's the opening to the game. So, spoiler alert, I guess, for a game that's been out for <laughs> nine months. It's fine. It's just, if you... I really like the Arkham games, and these aren't the Arkham games and don't really follow that formula. So, it's just like, oh, yay. Yeah, this is not the Bat Family game you're looking for. Look, Arkham City and Arkham, all the Arkham games still hold up to this day. And those games came out, what, two generations ago for the first two? Yeah. They came out in the 360 and the PS3, the first two games. Hell, they're coming out on the Switch now. Yeah, that was about my a, reaction too, Willie. Yeah. And they can't make a current game as good. That's sad. Well, it's just Rocksteady found a formula that works. And I don't think people want to keep using that same formula. They want to evolve things. And you people haven't found a way to evolve it in a way that is near as fun to do. And I honestly think this crafting component they dropped in the Gotham Knights is honestly what turned me off a lot. Because here's the thing. You didn't have to go and hunt down a bunch of collectibles and stuff like that in the Arkham games. You could. Um, excuse me. You could. Riddler it, has some yes. words for but, you. Your completion of the game and your progression of the character didn't depend on you doing like 67% of the Riddler trophies or something like that. Fair enough. Whereas this game... Yeah, because you can do the storyline without doing the side missions. This game, if you don't go and collect the chests and find things like that, you can't level up your gear. And if you don't level up your gear, you can't succeed. So it's kind of designed to keep you doing side quests and going out and doing things in the world so that you can progress and advance your character. And like the Arkham games, you didn't necessarily level up. You just got new gear. This is you level up. You have to choose different abilities. And the ability stuff sort of makes sense. And if you played cooperatively, cooperatively, excuse me, would be helpful. Because, for instance, I'm playing as Dick Grayson. A lot of his abilities are team-based. Whereas you can level up this trait. And then any of your teammates are playing with you get, say, like 15% to their counter or 15% for their attack. There's cool stuff in there. But. It's Do not the AI Arkham. join you, or is it only people? It's only people that can join you, and you have oh, to have it set so up. His, so his abilities join. mean jack shit if you're playing solo. Correct, and I play solo most of the time because people. I don't want to deal with people I don't know, and if I had friends that were playing the game, I would totally play with them. But I think Same I kind of missed. I missed the boat on that one <laughs> because I was so late to playing Gotham Knights. I think it got unfairly criticized 
for what it is, but some of that criticism was fair, like the fact that they canceled their release that was going to come out for PS4 and Xbox One to only be on next-gen consoles when it had been planned to be on both, and then bumping the price up an extra $10 on the next-gen consoles after they got rid of the last-gen releases, stuff like that. Those criticisms are valid. And I still think there's some issues with the performance mode on the Xbox Series X where I had some weird issues and some weird random crashes. But it's fine. It's twenty. I paid 20 bucks for it. I thought that was fair. I, I would have paid more probably and still gotten the same level of enjoyment out of it. But the $70 retail? No. No way. No. Wouldn't have been for me. And God, what else have I been getting into? I don't know. That's probably about all I've been getting into. Uh, Willie, what you been getting into? okay okay so avengers like i mentioned still playing that just go around beating shit up having fun um almost got a lot of my characters max level power level which i didn't think it was possible i only got two more trophies to get a platinum trophy that's something and they're just time consuming and then yesterday what's your favorite character in the avengers game to play as not gonna lie, they're a lot of fun. Like whoever I'm playing at the moment. Okay, they, I didn't know if there was pretty good. Okay, I didn't know if there was one like you got to a certain point in the tree and you're like, this just isn't fun for me. And you're like, I don't want to play them anymore or something like that. No, I mean they're all pretty fun. Like you're okay. just getting better and better. Uh, like everything that's there is fun. Especially it, the game's worth it now. No, no, no overbloated <laughs> promises. No, nothing. It just it is what it is. No paywalls for costume because they're all there. The takedowns, which should have never been behind paywalls, uh, they're all available just straight from the get-go. This game's worth it now. So do you feel that some of that stuff was because they are greedy, trying to get people to pay more? They kind of... So greedy with those recolors of skins? Like, like a lot of recolors, like, what, what are we doing here with these recolors? Why, why is this behind a paywall? Like, what are we doing here? This is so stupid. I remember the one that came out for Thor, which looks like another outfit, but he just rolled in mud or shit. It just <laughs> looks like that. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, I feel sorry for anyone who gets that shit. But yeah. Well, I mean, there's a lot of cool costumes in like 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 furry cap where he's a, a werewolf Captain America. And That's the cool. snow shaded. Like there's a lot of good costumes for all of them. They even got the um well, what's the version of Tony Stark that goes crazy or like super like uh, where he doesn't have a helmet anymore. He just has like the headband thing and the chin strap and the pseudo you know, the armor. No one I don't know. Superior no. Iron Man or something shit like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Superior Iron Man. It's okay, the white so armor, the... right? It's all white. Look at these comic book guys who don't know shit over here. Never read that one. But you got to know of it. Oh, anyway, um. Yeah, so yeah, fun. Avengers would like to play with somebody if you're on PlayStation. Willie D. Nelson. Did they do cross play on that one? Damn. For those on audio, Willie's shaking his head. No, <laughs> no. I mean, if you have PS4 to PS5, yes, the, that does cross play, but not between consoles. Why? I, I don't know. To steal the old Vince McMahon theme because fuck you. That's why. Yep. You're fired. But uh, <laughs> other than that, uh, I went to go see a movie yesterday. And uh -oh. I thought, yeah, I mean, I haven't seen, I saw the first two of these movies like a long time ago. I don't remember shit about them. I never saw any other ones. And then uh, I was like, and a buddy of mine was like, hey, you want to go see this movie? I was like, sure. So I went to go see it. And uh, 
figured I didn't have to watch any of the other ones because it's just about the set pieces and the action. I know I haven't said the title yet. I, I understand that. Hold on. and get into it. And uh, so I didn't think I was going to need because it seems like it's just about action. Who really cares about the story? Like, they don't really seem like they all connect to each other. So, yay, cool. So I go and watch in uh, Mission Impossible. Are are the are, are you guys have you guys seen the other Mission Impossible movies? Yes. Yeah. They good? Yes. Yeah. Because this one was I've this heard one this was one was really hit or good. miss for people. It, it, the story like makes no sense. I, I'm gonna spoil some shit right now. I don't care. Like we're not even spoiling. It doesn't make sense with the, <laughs> just hearing this. But like, I knew you're going to betray me because he spared you. You're dead. Are you, and, like, are you trying to do an English accent there? A little bit. Haley, are you trying to be Haley Atwell? No. Okay, good. Wait, confused. is that who was in that movie? Peggy Carter was the. Yeah. Was that Grace? Okay. Wait, was that Grace? No, that wasn't Grace. No, Haley Atwell was the other blonde chick, right? No, Haley Atwell was not blonde in that. She was brunette in the. So that's Mission Grace Impossible then. Movie. Okay, that's why she she did look a lot familiar. And I'm not gonna lie, I thought that was Gary Sinise in there a lot too, but it turns out it wasn't Gary Sinise. I was always like, hey, look, it's Lieutenant Dan, because it looks just <laughs> like Gary Sinise. The guy, look at a picture. He looks just like Gary Sinise. Oh boy. Tell me I'm wrong, man. You tell go when you, you when you're telling lies. You go when you fucking look at it. I'll put I'll, I'll do it after the show and I'll post them both side by side. You tell me that doesn't look like that does not look like Lieutenant Dan. Who's the character now? It's the uh I, I just looked it up. Um see Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning cast. Yeah, I gotta look I scroll down to it because I remember his name. Yeah, she was Grace. All right, you weren't uh, thinking of Henry Zerny, are you? No, Shay Wigham. That look, even looking at right there, that looks like Gary Sinise. Plays Briggs. That guy doesn't look anything like Gary Sinise. Go fuck yourself. Look at Al. What was the thing he was in? He was big in something. Oh, damn it. I don't know. It looks just like him. Go fuck. Look at. Okay. I'm, I'm getting gas. Yeah, he here. was I'm just done. in the Fast Saga, fa- Fast Furious Nine. I, I'm getting gaslit here. I'm done. As a CIA who, operative, who am I looking for? Okay, so Shea underneath Wiggum. Palm. Yeah, underneath Palm. He was Look just in Fast Nine. That looks like Gary Sinise right there in that picture. <laughs> he looks look nothing like Gary, like Gary Sinise. Now look up Gary Sinise at all. <laughs> Yeah, he's one of those guys that plays like the like the cop or the CIA. There you go, oh my, that looks exactly like to me. I don't, I don't know what you got. You guys are fucking gaslighting me. You got, you got white guy blindness. That looks nothing. Shea Wiggum looks nothing like Gary Sinise. <laughs> no, Gary Sinise is. Yeah, he was. Shea Wiggum was Cole on on uh, Kong Skull Island. He was the like the badass lieutenant running next to Samuel Jackson. Yeah, I don't see it. I'm sorry, Willie. Yeah. Cool. I said I'm done. Go move on. (laughs) Willie, are you insulted because that is not Stu Redman? This gaslighting right here. That is not Stu Redman. (laughs) We're not (laughs) gaslighting you. What is this nonsense? (laughs) Willie, are you Uh, done? I've said it so many times. What more do you need? I'm sorry, Willie. I feel bad that we have uh, made you feel bad. 
I'm just happy you guys have made yourselves look stupid. Everyone sees and they see you gaslight me. They're gonna I'm gonna let Bachman get into what he's into now. I don't give a fuck. All right. Uh watching Gary Sneeze movies. Been watching some Gary Sinise movies. Been watching, you know. You got no eggs, Dan. Did you watch him in that new Mission Impossible? <laughs> I did not. I haven't seen that yet. But I did rewatch The Stand, the good one from the 90s that was on ABC television where he was Stu Redman. It was a good one. It was fucking fantastic for being on primetime TV and honestly better than the new it. one they just did. It's better than the new one they just did. But hell, uh, I've been reading a bunch of Power Rangers comics. I finally got through all of the like lead up books to the Shattered Grid. I read the Shattered Grid ones, the Beyond the Grid one, and I'm now on to the Ryan Parrot uh, image books that are just called just Power Rangers. I'm on the second volume of those. So I've been just reading a bunch of Power Rangers comics on the Comicsology app, which is nice. Um, I I uh, showed Chris earlier. Let's see if I can move my camera again. No, other way. We got uh, up here in the up in my corner, up next to my uh, Grogu and above my Freddy. That's a Castle Grayskull that's there now. I uh, got my brother-in-law sent me a box of toys and actually did the old school. You know, took a bath with all my toys and I tossed a Castle Grayskull and a bunch of He-Man characters in there. Hit them all with a toothbrush and some uh, dish soap, and I now have a Castle Grayskull, like straight old school. You know, mid '80s toys up there. I got uh, Master at Arms on his vehicle. He-Man on Battle Cat. I got a Skeletor on his Panther. I got Webster in the uh, like Arachnid tank and a Moss Man and a Beast Man up there. So it's awesome. Wasn't it's that, an old school, old school set. Wasn't that Spidor what it was called? Oh, it was Webster. Okay. Oh, the the tank might have been called Spidor. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, Webster. Oh, that weird ass fucking tank. Yeah, where it I spins around. Yeah. Yeah. I love it because it still works. Like when you roll it, nice. the exterior of it still spins in a circle. It actually still works. It's just awesome. I think I had one. And that's the only reason I remember how it fucking moved. And it was so fucking weird. Yeah, because it it's one of the strangest designs ever. Yeah, they had some weird stuff in the toy designs for He-Man. But yeah, like most of the interior parts of the Castle Grayskull are there other than like the turrets broke. I was able to glue back some busted pieces and like the elevator still works. Like the little trap door thrones in there and it all still works. So yeah, I was kind of stoked about that. Put those up. And then uh, there were some other toys in the box, which um, I've actually packed up into a shoe box, which is going to go off to uh, Kentucky, um, sending some toys over to our uh, friend of the show, Sean Pryor, because uh, he's getting into doing some uh, like kit bashing stuff. So I told him if he wanted some of these, I'd send them to him. So I got a box of toys going his way. And then other than mm. that, I've uh, watched all of Met Cadets on Netflix. I actually just finished it this morning. They did a 10 episode season. Uh, it's computer animated uh, kind of a cartoon. Uh, for those that don't know, it's the comic book that Greg Pak did. I think he started it right after he finished with a uh, World War Hulk. So like he was at like the height of his popularity as a writer, you know, kicking out some super cool stories. And he did a story with Image. I think it's Image, um, which is kind of like the the chosen one mixed with Robotech. So it's a world where there's alien bugs called the Sharg which have been attacking planets forever. And there's another race that they refer to as the Robos who somewhat communicate with humanity, but can't really talk to them, but they're giant sentient mechs that show up on the planet and will bond with a pilot. And then those two people have a bond for the rest of their life where like they can kind of psychically talk to each other. And so the Robos 
pick their pilots usually from cadets that have trained to fight because the robos want to fight the sharg but they don't know how to fight they're these giant mechs but they're like a peaceful race and so of course if you want to learn violence you go get yourself a human because we're good at that shit and so the whole point of the story is of course like the janitor's kid like wants to be a pilot can't be a pilot doesn't get accepted to the program and then randomly gets his own robo and gets bound with it so like he has to become a cadet they have to let him in because once a robo chooses you it's a lifelong connection that can't be broken and so this kid who wasn't a cadet who wasn't in training now has this giant you know 60 foot super powered mech that he's in charge of and it's just a really fun like family friendly show the animation it's it's really sleek like it's really cool looking um when you here. first when you first see the humans it looks weird but it looks great on the mechs and so you can see why they did this style once so, the mechs really get involved so i have a question What's up, Willie? so 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 they make a bond with the mechs and they're in charge of the mechs like i thought you said the, the mechs were sitting sentient, sentient no so they're, they're not, not in charge of those no they're not in charge of them so basically it's it's like well i mean like like hey that's your robot you're kind of it, it's on your hands that they fuck up you know that right? so what happens is the robots like literally like drop down to earth and will choose a pilot and when they pick somebody like they literally kneel in front of them and like do like this psychic titanfall. wave and so yeah titanfall but so what it is is that the the robots still remain sentient but when they put their pilot inside of their chest they merge kind of like pacific rim they yeah. do a psychic link and then the two the two minds control what the body does at that point. So the robos basically, they need human fighting techniques and weaponry to fight the Sharg, but they themselves are a giant mech that can go hand to hand with the Sharg, but they don't know how to fight. Like they're basically a peaceful race of robots that need Earth's violence. And so we provide the violence because that's what we're good at and give them weapons. And then the mechs, yeah, allow a pilot to basically ride in their chest cavity and then they have a psychic link. It's a really cool show. And Netflix did a really good job with it. The comic was really good. The artwork on it was fantastic. And Greg Pak just wrote a solid story. But it's the whole, you know, the kid that's not supposed to be chosen gets chosen, ends up with his mech, and then like my the hero academia. That... Exactly. Yeah. The kid that's not supposed to be the hero becomes the hero, and then how everything falls out from there. And Which... yeah, there's a there's a great character who's like this old school samurai who's like the first person who ever had a mech. Because it's something where the robos won't choose anybody over 16, which is why the, the met cadets are all kids. But then they bond with them for life. And so, like, the oldest pilot is the dude that's like this 60-year-old samurai badass who's had his his robo for, like, the past 40 years of war. Because And, like, dude's just, you know, the baddest motherfucker in the universe. But, yeah, it's a really fun show, really enjoyable, really family-friendly. Like, all the violence is, you know, kind of, like, you know, softened cartoon violence, and it's all you know, giant robot versus giant monster. There's very little, like, I don't think there's any blood in the show. Like, it's a very family-friendly fr show, but, like, it was really good and really enjoyable. For violence. Yeah. And you said violence. violence so many times, but, hey, family-friendly. Oh, it's it's giant robots punching giant monsters. It's hey, like I mean, hey, Pacific hey, this rim. is America, right? So violence, yay. Snip, slip, Sex, no. nay, yeah. Exactly. And then on the opposite end, if you want to talk about violence, uh, I watched the Saw X trailer this week which I'm super excited for because we're getting a 10th Saw film, which the fact that that series is still going, awesome. And the best part about it is this is going to be, from the trailer, it's basically a whole flashback movie 
that looks like it takes place between like the first and second Saw films. So Tobin Bell is actually starring in this one as a as um why can I not think of the name John the the guy who was the original Jigsaw Kramer is it Kramer I don't know John Kramer that might be right but he's now, so it it's flipping around it's when brain. he's still up and mobile after he gets his cancer diagnosis he's become Jigsaw but he's not like debilitated yet from his tumor and you find out that like so a group of people scammed him and like got him to go down to Mexico for some, you know, unorthodox experimental treatment where they said they were going to take his tumor out. And then he like gets back to America, finds out that they lied and they didn't even perform surgery on him. And so now like Jigsaw kidnaps all of them and is going to provide, you know, actual surgery on them. And I was like, yes, like more Tobin Bell, more fucking John Kramer. Kramer. Yeah, it is really Kramer. Bad. I looked it up. I was like, yeah, yeah. It sounds right. I was right. Well, I always think of Gideon, but that was the son's name he was going to have, which is why you have the Gideon Meatpacking Company. But yeah, like, like it's it's just, I don't know, the fact that they're doing a 10th movie, I fucking love it. Like, I love the Saw films. It's so cool to see what they dream up. Because it's just... Wait, it's Saw a, X, we're going to space. Yeah, it's Saw X. It, it, it may be one of the few franchises that made it to a 10th film and hasn't gone to space yet. Like, we haven't seen, we haven't seen, you know the pig kidnapping people in the space station and putting them in a trap yet. But who knows if they make enough money with saw 10, maybe we get saw 11. So I shit, you know, I'll be watching it. I got, I watched space, all the other stars. Everyone can hear you scream. Yeah. Oh my. Exactly. <laughs> oh no way. That was for space ball. Not space, space nuts. The porn parody. Yeah. Which we'll find out about soon enough. Cause now we know DVDs bringing in aliens. So we're going to be some streaming in space on the Krasner Stromo. Yeah, that's what I've been getting into. Looking forward to Saw 10. Somebody's got to look forward to it. Me? <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't seen it since the second one. Bro, I don't think. Which way? You moved yourself again. <laughs> Keep up, what Willie. What are you talking about, Willie? <laughs> For those audio listeners, we're, we're, we're all in like a three-panel thing that's kind of like an upside-down pyramid, and, and we're getting shuffled around like we're fucking playing solitaire or something. I don't know. Flip-flopping, dip-dopping. There you go. How about I try and do? Uh, how about I do this for you? Whoop! How's that make you feel, Willie? Up close and personal. Yeah. Oh, and I got to look at that guy. <laughs> well, on that note, everyone, we are going to start shutting things down. Thank you so much for joining us. We had a lot of fun today, like we almost always do. I just yep. realized you can make the chat show up on here too. In my mouth. Cool. Oh, can you put uh, the chat in there? I yeah. don't think I ever found that button. There you go. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> well, I've only done five or six of these. Yeah, well, what can you do? <laughs> we'll probably be using StreamYard more in the future just because it's easier for me to set up until I get my OBS stuff figured out. So we'll be playing around with layouts as we get things figured out. Hopefully not having to make people move around screen so much as we were this time. I didn't know uh, how to make it. a transition without moving people, which was Oh, uh, that explains that. Why you just say it, Chris? You're you're exalt you're absolved you're absolved of all crimes. Because it's more fun to piss you off. <laughs> oh, that's right. A weekly bit. Shit, I forgot about that. It should be a weekly bit where you're just constantly moving Willie's camera around. <laughs> oh my or just make Willie disappear. Oh, no. Or the change his Willie. Uh, What was it I was saying? I completely lost my train of thought. Uh, We're going to keep going with the stream stuff for a while. We can also do it on Twitch. I had us on YouTube this week. I'm not paying to put us on multiple platforms. So maybe next week we'll try going out to Twitch. 
just to see if more people pop up and join us on the Twitch side of things. Right. And in theory, depending on how this is working, maybe we can do some cool stuff for you guys in the future with some stuff that would fall under fair use for reactions and stuff like that. Cause it seems like there's some stuff that's baked in that could be helpful for that. I have some ideas after the show. Really has some ideas for that. So we might have some cool, fun stuff coming your way. We'll see what happens in that regard. But a friendly reminder, as we do shut this down, we are part of the Gunna Geek Network. You can go find our show and all the others on the network by heading on over to GunnaGeek.com. There's a variety of other cool stuff there. Please go check out some of their shows that make up the network. And if you're having fun talking to or listening to these other shows in the network, we do have a Discord for Gunna Geek, GunnaGeek.com slash Discord, where there is a channel for each show on the network in addition to channels just for things like movies and TV, tech news, stuff like that, where we have a pretty robust community that likes to come and chat about things and share it amongst each other and have fun. So please come join us, GunnaGeek.com slash Discord. Before we shut this thing down, you guys have any final thoughts for the people? Go see Blue Beetle. Don't see Mission Impossible. There you go. Mission Impossible is almost out of theaters. With so Lieutenant Dan. Probably has already. I don't even know how long it's been in there. I just, uh, it was Dan's terrible. Not in the movie. It was bad writing. <sighs> You're going to make Tom Cruise come after us, which means the Scientologists oh, are going to no. come after us. Oh, no, Scientology. Oh, I ain't no. scared. I'm not a psychiatrist. I ain't afraid of them. <laughs> <laughs> or a pharmacist. Hey, 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 remember, but wasn't Philip Seymour Hoffman a bad guy in one of the Mission Impossible movies? Mission Impossible Number 3. Two, and two three. Uh, and three. Uh, wasn't he uh, pretty much L. Ron Hubbard in The Master by all but in yeah. name? I think so. Let that tell you something. Let that tell you something. But on that note, we are going to shut things down. Thank you so much, everyone who did join us, and we will see you next week. Bye, guys. Bye. Thanks for listening to this brand new episode of the All Things Good and Nerdy podcast. Don't forget, we'll be back next Sunday live at 11 a.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Central over at live.atgnpodcast.com, channel 3 of the Alpha Geek radio app, and over at our network home at gunnageek.com slash live. If you have any feedback for the show, please contact us atgnpodcast at gunnageek.com on our hotline number at 304-806-ATGN, or even better, go to Twitter and send us a message at ATGN Podcast. The music you've heard in this show is produced by Kevin McLeod and can be found at incompetech.com.